0: Thank you for listening in. As human beings, we worry. As children of God, we are to worry about nothing. And how do we do this? By trusting in our all-knowing, everywhere-present, all-powerful God. While we have no control over what we may face, God is in full control. And He's ready, willing, and able to take control of any and all situations confronting us. If only we would trust Him at all times to do His good and perfect work. Have your Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
1: If you allow satanic thoughts to just linger in your mind, the Lord can't reveal anything to you. This is no time for your mind to be the devil's workshop. (laughs) Did you get that? This is no time for your mind to be the devil's workshop. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse five says we pull down every proud obstacle that is raised against the knowledge of God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. There is a battle for our minds and the intensity of the battle increases as we become intentional about being more like the Lord Jesus Christ. I like the passage that says in Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse five, we pull down every proud obstacle that is raised up against the knowledge of God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. The battle is for your mind and you have to fight for your mind through the word of God. You will win the battle if you let the word of God dominate your thinking. Things that Satan uses that we must destroy in our minds are jealousy. Jealousy is a horrible thing. Jealousy is a wonderful tool that Satan uses to wreak havoc in your mind. A controlling spirit. Satan uses hate, uh, uh to, 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 to take advantage of your mind. A spirit of disgruntlement. Just grumble. You're critical. A, a judgmental spirit. Uh, some people, even in the midst of the coronavirus, is engaging in pornography. And that's bold. How could you be sexually immoral when every, when so many are sick and dying around us? It's time for us to clean up our minds through the word of God. Some people have been too selfish, particularly believers. And this is a time for us to be uh, generous and selfless instead of selfish. Uh, this is no time for pride. Some believers have allowed pride to enter into their minds to the point that they have discontentment and Satan is wreaking havoc in the minds because of a prideful spirit. Secret sins in the mind will keep your mind suppressed and keep the devil working all day in your mind, day and night. Bitterness is destructive to your mind. Gossip, schemes, hidden agendas. A thirst for power. Just to name a few. We have to take all of those rebellious thoughts captive and teach our minds to obey Christ. We need to cast anything that any thinking that is not of God. We need to cast it out of our minds in the name of Jesus. We need sound minds in times like these. We need holy minds. We, we need spirit filled minds in times like these. We need Christ centered minds in times like these. That's what God should be revealing to us. Another thing God should be revealing to us is that our prayer during this time Should be Lord speak to me about me. That's a wonderful thing we need to be considering at this time. Lord speak to me about me. It's not about everybody else It's about what is God saying to me in the midst of this crisis? What does God want to do with me? Uh, How how does God want to get the best out of me during this crisis? This should be a time of inner soul searching and self-evaluation. And if you come out of this crisis and you're worse off than when you came in, shame on you. Psalms 139 verses 23 through 24. A says, search me. What a prayer. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try me. And know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me. And I tell you, when you ask yourself those questions before the Lord, he'll reveal those wicked ways because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've sinned by thoughts, by deeds and actions. Uh, there's none righteous. No, not one. We should come through this crisis looking more like the Lord Jesus Christ and not. Like our same old selves. Uh, What is God revealing to us? Or what should he be revealing to us in this crisis? This crisis should be a time of drawing closer to God. This crisis should be a time of growing closer to God. James chapter four, verse eight, a says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There needs to be an inner longing of getting closer to God you, you really don't want to be estranged from God or separated from God in times like these. Uh, Satan will get the best of you and, and you'll fail. You will faint. You, you, you will not survive if you're distant from God. We ought to get to God as close as we can get. Beloved, the times are too dangerous for us not to be ever so close to the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you what. This medical crisis should prompt believers to focus on the holiness of God. We ought to focus on the character of God, the holiness of God, which should result in his children being more obedient and living a holy life before him. I mean, we should have an inner desire. Lord, help me to be holy. First Peter 1 says, you must be holy because I am holy. God is a holy God and he desires that his children to be holy as he is holy. I want to be holy before God. I want to be righteous before God. I want a deeper walk with God, a deeper commitment uh, to God. It's time for his children to be holy as our heavenly father is holy so he can take delight. in in defending us, in protecting us, in providing for us. Why should God bless us if we're not living holy before him? Being holy puts us in positions to be blessed of God and not chastened by him. What should God be revealing to us in this crisis? Believers must use this time to strip ourselves from all idolatry. This must be a time for believers to strip ourselves from all idolatry. Uh, we need to be putting away anything that's competing with God in our lives. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14 says, therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. In other words, we need to run from idols. First John chapter five, verse 21 also says, first John five twenty-one also says, dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. I like that. First John five twenty one. dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. We must not have competing idols in our lives. We must not Uh, love television more than God. We must not love uh, secular music more than God. Our sales more than God, money more than God, pleasure more than God, Uh, the things of this world more than God. God must be first in our lives. He totally satisfied. Nothing at this time can satisfy you but the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the truth be told, uh, many things you like to do now is taken away from you. Places you can't go now. So if you're not satisfied with Jesus, you're a hot mess. If you love the world, where can you go now? Everything is in the shutdown mode. But if you love God and you keep him first in your life, you are still all right, because God is your company keeper. (laughs) And you're just as thankful and blessed because you don't have to have all of these worldly things to be satisfied. Your contentment and peace is in Christ. What should God be revealing to you right now? What lessons should we learn? So when we get beyond this, we'll be the better as a people. This shutdown of the whole world should remind us of the devastating consequences of sin and the need for a savior. Did you get that? This is powerful. This shutdown of the whole world should remind us of the devastating consequences of sin and our need for a savior. In Romans chapter five, verse 19, it says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. This virus is a visual image of what happened to humanity spiritually. Let me say that again. This virus is a visual image Of what happened to humanity spiritually, just as this deadly virus spread and contaminated the whole world, sin came into the world through Adam's disobedience and contaminated the entire human race. However, we can thank the Lord Jesus Christ, because through his obedience, many will be made righteous. Thanks be thank God for sending the Lord Jesus Christ to bring life and righteousness and hope. Whereas Adam brought sin, death and destruction in the world because of his disobedience. What should we learn from this? What should what should God be revealing to us during this time? This pandemic should awaken us to the reality of the brevity of life. This pandemic should awaken us to the reality of the brevity of life. James chapter 4 verse 14b says, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then shoo, vanishes away. A vapor. You see, you see a little vapor from steam out of a pot. You just see it momentarily and it just vanishes before your eyes. That's our life, my friend. With all the sickness and death around us, it, it, it should be reminding us of the reality of just how short life really is. And we need to keep the main thing, the main thing. And uh, it won't be long before all of us are living here. Uh, we, we didn't come here to stay soon. We will all be leaving. It's not just h- how we die. It's being ready to die whenever it comes our time to die. Do you have a saving, personal, authentic, genuine relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God only God. Do you believe that he is the only truth, the only way into the kingdom of God? Do you believe that he hung on a cross in your place for your sins? Do you believe that he died on that cross? Do you believe he was buried according to the scriptures? Do you believe that he rose the third day with all power in his hand? Ask this savior to come into your heart as you recognize your own sinfulness and recognize that you're a sinner and you cry out to God. And say, Lord, save me. I'm a mess. I need you. Have mercy on me. Save me by your blood. And God will wash you and he will inhabit your soul and make you a new creation in Christ. Like only he can do. What else? What else should we be considering during this crisis? This deadly virus should convict us of our sins, move us to humble ourselves, repent and turn to Christ. Again, this deadly virus should convict us of our sins. When we see all the things that's happening, we ought to fall under conviction as it relates to our own sins. We ought to be moved by the Holy Spirit to humble ourselves, not to be haughty and prideful. This is a time of penitence. It's a time for us to bow our knees before Jesus and cry to God in repentance and turn to Christ. Acts chapter three, uh, verse 19, it says, repent. That's a strange word nowadays. You don't hear that word. But in times like these, every messenger of God, every evangelist from God, every teacher from God Every preacher of God, every believer who is witnessing ought to tell people everywhere, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of socioeconomic status, status, we should be telling them to repent and turn to Jesus right now. Repent. The scripture says in Acts 319, repent. That's the first word. Then turn to God, turn to God. If you turn to money, pleasure, the things of this world, people, fads and fashions, you haven't truly repented. You need to be stricken by almighty God, humble before God. True repentance is about turning to God, turning from your sins and wickedness and wretchedness and selfishness and turning to almighty God. And unless you repent, you will die in your sins. So that your sins may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. The Lord will refresh you when you repent. He will bless you when you repent. He will protect you when you repent. God will walk with you. He will talk with you. He will fellowship with you. He will guide with you. But not until you repent of your sins, turn to Jesus and be determined to walk with him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. What should God be revealing to us in the midst of this crisis? Witnessing the global financial crisis, witnessing the collapse of world economies, witnessing the sickness and death in every nation should motivate us to prepare to meet God. Let me say it again. Witnessing the global financial crises in this nation, the collapse of world economies around the world, witnessing sickness and death in every nation should motivate us to prepare to meet God. I declare today that we need to prepare to meet God. I declare today again that we need to prepare to meet God. I like that great passage found in, in Amos chapter four. Amos chapter four, verse 12. It says, therefore, I will bring upon you all the disasters I have announced. Look at that. Therefore, I will. This is God speaking. I will bring upon you all the disasters I I have announced prepare to meet your God in judgment, you people of Israel. And you can take Israel name out and put America. Prepare to meet your God, you people of America, you the USA, every state of this country. From the president to the Supreme Court, to the Senate, to the Congress, to governors, to mayors, to every walk of life, all the way down to the poor, the rich or whomever, we need to prepare to meet God. Are you ready to see God face to face? All that we're witnessing should serve notice on us that we had better prepare to meet God. Allow me to tell you another insight as we consider what God is teaching us. Instead of focusing on blame people, you know, people are quick to blame. It's everybody else's fault. They're singling our people, trying to find out conspiracy theories. How did this happen? Where did it happen? When did it happen? And they have a right to do that. That has its place. But believers can't be consumed by that. If we're consumed by all the conspiracy theories, then who's, who's perpetuating the gospel? Who's perpetuating the gospel? You know, we, we need to let the, the experts do that and we need to keep the main thing the main thing and keep telling folk about Jesus. Theories are not going to save people, but Jesus will. Instead of focusing on blame, instead of focusing on fear, instead of focusing on worry, instead of being frustrated and angry, we need to ask the Lord to reveal how he is blessing us in the midst of this crisis. Sometimes you can get so wrapped up in fear. You can get so wrapped up in whose fault it is. You can get so wrapped up uh and conspiracy theories and all of these things that you miss your blessing in the midst of the crises. I love this passage in Job thirty six eleven. It says, if they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. Listen, that is sweet to my soul. That's Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve Him, God. They will spend the rest of their days in prosperity, and their years in contentment. Uh, that's that's the blessing. Focusing on the blessing and not on all this other stuff. Uh, Psalms one twenty eight one through four says, "How joyful are those who fear the Lord! How joyful! Where is your joy? How joyful are those who fear the Lord?" All who follow his ways, you will enjoy the fruit of your labor, your joyful. uh, How joyful and prosperous you will be. How joyful and prosperous you will be your wife. Look what it says about your wife. When you're blessed, your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. Wow, what a scripture. As I close, beloved, we must refuse to be so focused on bad news so focused on the bad news in this world that you miss the blessings of God in your own life we must not be so focused on all the bad news and the, the tragedies and the death and the sickness and and all and what's going on here and there and everywhere that we miss the blessings of God in our life in our own home God is blessing us but we're so focused on bad news we we miss the good news there is good news among us What you say, what is the good news? Hurry up and tell me, Draper. I will, I will, I will. We have been blessed with health. We've been blessed with strength. We have been blessed with a sound mind. We've been blessed with food. We've been blessed with shelter. We've been blessed with clothes. We've been blessed with underwear. We've been blessed with clean water. Hot water, cold water. We've been blessed with vitamins. You've been, some of you have been blessed with herbs and medicines. We've been blessed with an employment. Uh, and, and then in the midst of unemployment, there's been blessings of unemployment benefits. We've been blessed with stimulus checks, and stimulus, stimulus blessings. If you're still drawing social security, you are blessed. If you're still drawing military benefits, you are blessed. If you still have a bed to sleep in and a pillow to, to rest your head, you 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 are blessed. If, if your children are, are receiving, even as they're not in regular school, they're re- receiving virtual education or homeschooling or whatever, you are blessed. Divine protection is a blessing. Uh, the physical gifts that God has given us, the spiritual gifts, the physical gifts he has given us are a blessing. The Bible, this book is from God. It's the only book God ever wrote. And it's the word of God to introduce us to the Lord Jesus Christ. You if you have a Bible, you are blessed. You have salvation. You are blessed. You have a church church where you are accountable, where you can grow and we can bear one another's burdens. We can serve one another, pray for one another uh, and do all of these things, comfort one another. Uh, you are blessed. The church is from God. God establishes church. He shed his blood for the church. The, the church has worth. The church has value. The church has purpose. And if you're part of a local church, you are blessed. Even when we can't assemble uh, together physically and maybe we're doing it technological wise, we are still blessed that we can get the gospel out another way. The gospel is still unrestricted. It's going out in ways we can never imagine. Even now you have the peace of Christ. You are blessed. And so much more beloved. In spite of our current crisis that we are in we are still blessed. So why don't you start counting your blessings, naming them one by one, and being thankful that God is blessing you in the midst of this pandemic? Yes, things may be topsy-turvy all over this world, but when you start counting your blessing and thanking God for who He is and what He's done, You've got something to thank God for and you have something to shout about. We are a blessed people indeed. So why don't you, when you're at home, uh, you're on the telephone, why don't you call somebody and tell them to start counting their blessings? People need to focus on the blessings from God and not on the bad news that's enveloped us uh, day by day, moment by moment, through technology and otherwise. And all God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the message. Help us to trust God and not worry. And Father, during this time, help us to do some serious soul searching and not allow our minds to become a breeding ground for Satan to work in. May our minds not become the devil's workshop. Develop our minds during this time. Help us to have kingdom minds, the mind of Christ, to think on things above, to see the unseen. That we will have the peace of God through the word of God, by the spirit of God. And all God's children said, amen.
0: God supplies all of our needs according to His riches and glory and His will for our lives. Therefore, we have no need to fear, even through trials, tribulations, and the coronavirus. We must stand firm on God's word, which commands us to be of good cheer, for He has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.